and uh, welcome to episode 11 of the Bad News Podcast. Uh, we welcome you in, uh, Daniel, obviously <laughs> myself, Ben. Um, you can, of course, join us on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, um, I think even Amazon, uh, and of course, visually on, on YouTube if you're watching. Uh, hello. Um, we'll get straight into movie news. I know Marvel tend to take a bit of a rain, yep. <laughs> usually being that they're probably the biggest thing in, in film in terms of money-making, but um, Harrison Ford has recently been cast in the Thunderbolts movie, which um, I think we've spoken about it a little bit, but I can't remember the plot off the top of my head as General Ross. Um, but then on top of that, they also announced that um, Blade had been delayed till September 6, 2024, Deadpool 3 till November 8, 2024, Fantastic Four till Feb 2025, and then Secret Wars May 1st, 2026. So they all technically were delayed, I think, six months each. It's a fair while on all of it, isn't it? I actually really like it. It gives them more delayed time. It, it gives them more time because, as we've talked about, um, they've been very hit and miss. And yeah. I think the Avengers one went from the main one I look at, obviously Blade we've talked about recently and they've had a lot of issues. Like they've had to, the directors left recently. Um, Deadpool 3 obviously was just announced recently, but... um. Fantastic Four, they still haven't announced anything like cast-wise. But um, the main one for me is Avengers Kang Dynasty was coming out 2025 Yep, around March and then November was going to be Secret Wars. So obviously it's like – but for instance, it's like Infinity War coming out and then Endgame coming out three months, four months later. So I think it actually builds, I guess, kind of hype. Depending on if Kang Dynasty is awful, obviously it's a bit different. But yeah, it won't build much. <laughs> if it's if it's good, it obviously builds that hype for like kind of another year's wait, um, which I kind of I kind of like. Um, yeah. But the main thing I guess we can talk about is the casting. What are your thoughts of, of Harrison Ford joining the MCU? Uh, look, I, I think he's a great actor. I don't think there's um, yeah. I, I, I guess I don't know enough about Thunderbolts and that kind of aspect of the universe to fully. Comment, I guess, on the his, character he's his, playing. Yeah, yeah, his character that he's no. playing. But I like him. I, th- I feel like he always brings something good. Um, so I'm interested to see where he's it goes. very much recently been playing the same character. Like, he, uh, I haven't seen him he's in played much. the same character for his whole life. I'm not sure. It's, it might be a little bit different. I'm keen for something. Indiana Jones 5. But yeah. um, the, the, the interesting thing to me is he, he openly, like, I feel like hates these, like, these movies. Or like these these big companies, like he openly has requested like Han Solo to die like multiple times because he's like I hate the character. Yeah, didn't he and do that for the the latest uh, Star Wars? Yeah, he movies? said I'm only joining if he dies, but he wanted him to die in um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, but um, I know he loves obviously Indiana Jones. That's his you know baby, and he said no one will ever play Indiana Jones as long as I'm alive. So that's interesting because he's got you know different. Uh, a bit differentiating opinions, but next one I, I'm, I'm keen for D- Dune Two. Um, it's been announced that it's moving forward two weeks to the start of November. Which generally, when these are moved, it's it's I don't know if it's like most of the time it's like to get away from a big movie, which it might be being it might be doing because I know um, it was coming. It's November third, I think, the new announcement for next year, so 2023. Gotcha. They're filming it at the moment. It was due to come out, I think, end of November, and I think they've actually moved it forward because I think Avatar 3 has a similar release date next year being yeah. December 15th. So I have a feeling, which would be it's like third week of Dune being out, but as we know, Dune did really quite well in terms of the – it was similar to like Kingsman back in the day, you know, when like 
Oh, I was more meaning like financially. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, it yeah. really needed to do well to get the green light. Um, so I'm, I'm all for it because if it means that it's going to make a bit more money, I get to see it sooner and we yeah. get a third um, by all means. This one, um, I don't know if you've ever seen the original, the a Naked Gun. Uh, a new Naked Gun movie has been announced with Liam, Liam Neeson, Neeson to star. star. Wow. But um, on top of that, I think the director of it is um, not Andy Sandberg, but the other half of Lonely Island. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Well, I think his name's Harvey. There's two others. I think his name, yeah, yeah, one, yeah, Arvi, I think he was. Yep, yep. Um, I'm all for this. Liam Neeson has, like, obviously he plays, you know, your typical action star recently. He's a very good dramatic actor, yeah. as we've seen, but um, he's actually got some comedy chops. Oh, I don't know about that. As, as in, as oh, in, you've not seen anything. I, I just don't know because that's I know I, he was in, like, Love Actually back in the day and that was, like, a bit comedic, but he's been in some, like, um, of those, like, meta comedy movies where it's, like, action but it's kind of amusing. Yeah, okay, yep. I think with all actors as well, you have to have a sense of like comedy and timing as well, really. So like, I feel like most actors would probably be a bit comedic, unless you're yeah. unless you're Amy Schumer. But um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I want to hear your opinion on this Transformers: Rise of the Beasts, which is the next Transformers film. Yep. Um, it's been announced that Pete Davidson's starring, not starring, but one of the characters. I think he's voicing a, an Autobot. Um, but Michelle Yeoh, Yeo, who is recently in uh, main actress of Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Haley Steinfeld, who was the main girl in the Bumblebee movie, have all been penned to star in the film. I want to know your opinions on this because we have very strong opinions on The Last Night. Um, <laughs> but I actually really enjoyed the Bumblebee movie. Yeah. The one so with John, John Cena yeah. and... I actually really enjoyed that. And the first Transformers, I think, is very underrated still to this day. I actually love the first two a lot. Uh, um, I can't remember the second one, but the first one, I think, like visual effects-wise, was before its time. Um, and Bumblebee was really enjoyable. And if it brings back, obviously, Haley Steinfeld, which I really enjoyed her character, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm If they do like a Bumblebee-type movie, I'm all for it. Yeah, I'm definitely keen for it. Um, I feel like they've definitely put the kind of movie series on the rocks in some of their last ones. So it's, it's yeah, probably kind of went away from Michael Bay, it they, seems. Yeah. So look, I've always loved the whole idea of Transformers and everything that goes on. So sign me up for more content. Just I'll be setting my expectations low based on the, uh, the last fantastic movie that we may have watched together last night. Some of the, uh, the greatest cinematography and oh um, right, I was, I was still thought you meant like um, yeah no I'm I'm keen I'm actually keen for it because like I think the the guys behind the camera that are can't remember who but the guys that are attached are really talented and I think as soon as it differs from Michael Bay like we did with Bumblebee it was a lot more grounded yeah. and like a more human story rather than just this action bullshit um, and I think Michael Bay is also better for it we re, you know Ambulance was his recent film which was actually really a, not a bad movie yeah, at all. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And, um, but, yeah, that, I mean, that's all for for movie news this week, unfortunately. Not not too much, but a couple of, couple of nice ones. The um, I guess we've got a bit of time before we'll take a break. We'll, we'll chat about what we we'll – I guess we'll go in terms of chronological order of what we saw first. So you might start with um, Halloween Ends. What were your opinions on, on this? Obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, this is – it's kind of been announced that this is its own timeline. So there's Halloween, the first original film in 78, and then there was um, the 2018 remake Halloween and then Halloween Kills and then Halloween Ends, which is like the final to the 
that trilogy, even though there's like 13 films, they've kind of differentiated it and went, this is a different timeline, this is that. So um, I know it's obviously got a heap of like, it's a bit of a cult movie, cult classic in a yeah, way, the first yep, one. Because it's, it's got a lot of fans when I worked at um, a certain convention recently, there were a lot of people dressed up as Mike Myers. It's a very well-known oh, thing. Kind of yeah. Cool. But um, what were your thoughts on the movie? I want to know. Um, look, as a movie, uh, <laughs> I wasn't the greatest fan of the entire film overall. Um, I thought it had a weird direction, weird, weird story, and I thought a lot of the story aspects and the plot didn't kind of make sense or line up or I don't know. It wasn't very cohesive. Um I had my expectations low and I think it met those expectations. So that's that's a that's a plus. Side. I think it did better than those expectations. Like what? worse, did worse. Like I mean, like oh. it did better than like to top your shit oh, so expectations. It was, yeah, that yeah. was worse than your expectations. It, it probably, yeah. yeah. It look it wasn't a um it was wasn't a great film, but it won't go down as my worst movie I've ever seen, but it won't go down it as might go down movie. as the worst movie of the year for me. Ah. Uh, Top three, yeah. Top three, top West. three yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> As you know, I wasn't a fan. Yeah. I actually I, I actually really enjoy the first Halloween and the um, 2018 remake I actually really enjoyed. Um, I found it just enjoyable. Like, a, you know, you know what you're getting. It's a slasher fest. Like, it's gory. You want to see yeah. people die as fucked as that sounds. But um, <laughs> Halloween Kills I didn't really like. This one was just like it realistically should not have been a Halloween film. Like if you if you've seen it, you'll know. But like, it's just not what you're expecting at all, and not in a good way. It's very poorly written. Like the actual script is dog shit, but the the essentially the story is just so bad and fucking weird. Um, and to chat to, I actually said this to Daniel. It kind of talks about. I guess it's kind of got an in depth look of like how, you know, certain trauma and, like, I guess bullying and dealing with certain things in life can affect you in a negative way. Um, but we recently saw Smile, which kind of looked at trauma and stuff like that in, like, a kind of, like, human way of, like, even though it was a horror film. And this film just was like, oh, you know, if you are got trauma or, you know, you accidentally did something, you're going to just kill people. Like, it just felt, like, just obnoxiously retarded. Yeah, that's like, one way to put it. That's it was like really, really, really weird, weirdly done. And like the director of the film is like did kills, but also done like comedies twenty years ago that were actually half decent. And I don't know how his career's ended up here, but it shouldn't have. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I thought this movie was awful. It, it shouldn't have even been a Halloween movie. I think Mike Myers is probably spoilers in it for probably fifteen minutes, like yeah. not even. And it, it's it's more about someone. I, yeah, I don't know. It was poorly done. It was poorly shot. There were scenes where I felt like I was having a seizure, like obnoxiously just like flashing lights, like weird music, and it was just so weirdly done and it was just like cringy. I kind of um, – something happened and you went to the toilet and I was like, that's one of the worst written scenes I've ever seen in cinema. <laughs> I'm glad um, I left. And I literally – when you came back, you're like, oh, did I miss anything? I'm like, yeah, you missed a scene you didn't want to see. So yeah. you probably went at the right time, but um, – yeah. Can't say, sit here and go, say, go see it. I know it's released on streaming on Peacock, whatever that is in America. <laughs> yeah, it's like a streaming service in America. So it's released same day in America on streaming as like in cinemas and it's yep. done well as all Halloween films. There's not much money attached, but acting also is awful. 
Yeah. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know what you're getting here with um, her character, Laurie Strode. Like she was really good. Like she's a bit of a screen queen as they call them. And, yeah. But um, the main actor was I, – I don't know what I was watching. It, was, uh, it sounds like I'm blasting this film, but if anyone sees it, they'll know what I'm talking about. Like first of all, apparently – you wear glasses full time, and then if you kill someone, you don't need to wear glasses anymore. Just letting I you know. I was going to point that one out. <laughs> I like it was just like the pl- nothing made sense, um, but, really. There's probably only one part that I thought was maybe like notable, as in like that kind of makes sense, or it was kind of good. Is was some aspect of the bullying part, very small aspect, but the bullying part of I guess you start to treat someone like a monster, then they will become a monster. And I was that, like, that's okay, done that's in a lot of, of films. Like that's kind of a cli- like not cliche, but that's done in a lot of films. You see that like in it with that yeah. bully, and it's like usually, yep. generally speaking, it is true in today's society. It's like ninety percent of bullies in today's society are treating people like that because that's realistically what they get at home. Like, yeah, they come from yeah, some they kind come of from a, a yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean you kill people. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you might. Who knows? Um, I don't, but. I can't recommend anyone to see this film. <laughs> I don't think Daniel can either. So, um, yeah. We, we might take a, a quick break after – I'm actually getting a headache chatting about that film because it's a – yeah. Bit worked um, up. Bit worked <laughs> up. But we'll um, take a quick break and we'll come back at you with a review of um, the next film we saw, kind of a horror film as well, I, I don't know. Um, but we'll come back and we'll review Barbarian. Easy. So we'll come at you with a review of um, Barbarian. So for anyone who doesn't know, I'll keep this very light because I feel like this is a film you probably want to go see not knowing anything, but it's I agree. can't remember who it stars, who who the main actress is, um, her name, but it's also star, stars Bill Hader. It's a first-time director and he wrote the film and it's essentially to keep it short, she books an Airbnb in a state where she's having a job interview and um, someone else is, is booked it at the same time and then the story just kind of yeah. unfolds from there. But um Got Asgard in it, isn't that his last Bill, name? Bill Skarsgård, yeah. Bill Skarsgård, um, knew I was going to get that wrong. Yeah, what was your, what did I say, Bill Hader or something? He did, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I was thinking of it maybe because we chatted about it That's just fair. then. What were you, um, I know you have some interesting thoughts. What were your thoughts on the film? Look, um, I, I've thought about it a lot more since we watched <laughs> it. Obviously when I first came out, you, you kind of set these expectations and for me it didn't meet them. But I've thought about the film in a lot and there's so much, so many Fantastic characteristics of it, I thought, and I know you're going to touch on it heaps, but the the direction it went in, the story and the plot, a lot of like the filming and some of the shots were phenomenal, and so were the audio, like some of the the distant sounds and it was really creepy, like a bit unsettling. Yeah, yeah. it was it was very good, and I thought it was a, they they chose a great location, and even the um the whole uh, location in general, the setting that all the houses that are included on the street, I thought was like great in building that kind of story that we, like we obviously unfolded. Well, building that world, yeah. yeah, that world building in terms of where they are, yeah. Yeah, it had some underlying definitely horror aspects to it, that's for sure, uh, and I think it, it was a lot more humorous than I was expecting and I thought that was some of the greater parts of the film. Um, but overall I thought it had a great story, it was shot well and I thought it was acted fantastically. Yeah. Um, mm. But, yeah, definitely recommend to watch. Definitely go in it with an open mind. It'll probably, you know, make things a lot clearer or a lot more enjoyable for yourself. But definitely yeah, not, not knowing much about it. Um, I know I kind of touch on what Daniel said. I know it's, it's, came, it's been out in America for 
roughly about a month now and it's been getting really, really good reviews. So I was kind of saying, oh, I'm really excited for this and people are sitting there saying it's really, really scary, so I'm keen. But um, it wasn't really, to be fair. Like it, it was unsettling but there was not like it wasn't like you know you're biting your fingernails like it's a horror like where you're just on the edge of your seat waiting for the next jump scare um it in my perspective i'm not really good with dark or like claustrophobic spaces so i kind of found it a bit unsettling um obviously not to go in spoilers or where it goes but um I, I actually agree. I, I thought um, the director, it's his, as I said, it's his first time movie, first time writing a movie as well. And he's actually, I looked it up and he was actually a comedy sketch writer. Oh. And it shows because um, it actually is really, really funny and all the characters are written really well. Like it's very human. It's not like a horror film where you're like, why the fuck would you do that? Like it makes no sense. It's very human reactions and a realistic um approach um I, I i tend to agree as well like the this um the way it was shot was really intriguing like all the sh- camera shots were either really close angle, like really like f- not fisheye lens but kind of distorted in a way and like wide angle shots at the right time there were even pov shots which were really interesting and the lighting obviously at certain times in the dark was was really interesting how it lit up just a subject and not the actual the whole Anything. thing and it, it, yeah. it was um, done really well and the craft of the film is is superb and the, the story was really kind of fucked but um, <laughs> I, I I had a really good time. It wasn't um, – I don't know if I'd like watch it again or rush out to watch it again in a sense that I think the best bit about the film is watching the plot unfold and knowing how it goes kind of probably takes a little bit away so I don't know if it's like a rewatch film. Um, but I definitely recommend it as like a, a theater experience. I yeah, recommend a hundred percent going and seeing it in the theater. Um, just cause you get that like claustrophobic feel and the audio design's really good. And you won't really obviously get that at, at a home situation unless you, you know, you've spent a hundred grand on a home theater, <laughs> home theater <laughs> setup, but highly recommend. We were lucky enough to see an advanced screening. So I actually don't think it comes out till, I think a week and a half or two weeks oh, away cool. in, in Melbourne or in Australia. So um, this will go out early to, to all you eight people locally. So um, <laughs> feel free to go watch that in a couple of weeks. But I'm really excited to touch on the next film, um, which we we were also lucky to see. It's a, a Netflix film, which for anyone who doesn't know, which you probably don't, Netflix release all their movies through a couple of uh, through a theatre chain locally. So we're lucky enough to see it in a, a theatre before it comes out on Netflix, I think later in the month. But um, it's a it's a foreign film called All Quiet on the Western Front based on a, a book that came out written by a, a, a German soldier. Um, but, yeah, I, I know you're obviously pretty keen to tackle this one, so I might <laughs> take a chug of water if you want to go ahead. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, loved it. And for everyone that is listening in and watching in, uh, even though it is a foreign film, don't treat it as such. It is worth a watch. So even in the, that, that saying, I I love foreign films. Yeah, I know, no, but some people have that. Like, oh, some people are very some people are very scared of reading two centimeters of text at the I'm, same time. I'm usually one of them. Um, but <laughs> I'll tell you what, it it's up there as one of the best movies I've seen ever, and it's definitely my top five for the year. Um, it was absolutely phenomenal. Every single aspect of it, it dealt with. The, the the kind of the the trauma and all the pain that everyone went through as part of war and it showed the the cruelty of 
the whole situation and what the world, the war to end all wars was like and all the realism. Even though it was a first, yeah. Yeah, the war and the, had one apparently a few years later, yeah. 20 years later or whatever it is. Um, but, oh, it was so realistic. It was such a realistic take. There was no buttering you up. It wasn't no like let's hide away from these sensitive topics or sensitive It wasn't Hollywood scenes. eyes. They weren't worried about anything. Not it was, all. yeah. It was like this is brutal honesty. This is what it's like. This is what they went through. These are the people going insane and having shell shock due to the circumstances they like undertook. It was look. I loved the film. I, I there's not a bad thing I could say about it. I thought every cast member, every one that was acted, they were all fantastic. They did their roles fantastically. I'm not even sure that's a word, but they did well. Um, uh, all the audio design, the whole setting, and everything, and just its aspect to. Uh, its attention to detail was unreal. It was all almost practical. Like, yeah, there's not many moments you could sit there and go, that looked like CGI or anything. It all felt very real, yeah. I, I couldn't name one. Like, even the, the brutal scenes looked like that was, like, legit. Oh, you know, I know. I was sitting there cringing. Like, not not in a bad way, but, like, this is difficult to I was enjoying to myself. Yeah, so, yeah. I love a good uh, war film, and that one was, like, Top tier. Yeah. Well, it's very much... Phenomenal. It's, it's very much anti-war. Like, the one thing I said to you after the film is you go see a lot of um, war films and it's not that they're pro-war or anything like that, but it's very much um, tackle. Like, it's just sort of shown for entertainment and this kind of felt like they're showing you it to show you the horrors and, like, the hell they lived in to be like, you know what, fuck that. Um, yeah. Today's society is too scared of a $5 piece of toast with a bit of avocado and almond milk if it make, might make them shit up sideways. But 17-year-olds 100 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, one thing I, I – um, to put it perfectly, I actually um, read this quote from the book um, and it's it's kind of the entry to the book written by the actual – the author who was a soldier and it says that um, this book is to be neither an accusation nor a confession and least of all an adventure for death is not an adventure to those who stand face to face with it. It will simply try and tell a generation of men who even though they may have escaped shells were destroyed by the war. And I think that quote actually sums up the kind of movie perfectly in a way. It's yeah. – um, Really, really hard to watch, to be honest. Like, it's not um, what they deal with is really fucked and it's it's all a, a true kind of story, obviously. So, um, well, at least I think it is obviously written by a soldier. I don't know if it's completely fiction or obviously some, some of it's made. But um, in terms of the performances, they were um, – it was not necessarily any, any standout. It's just they all brought their A game and um, I beg anyone to go see, you know uh, – as you said, like for some foreign films, like uh, uh, they don't get much much love really. Um, some of my favourite films the last 10 years have, have all been foreign films and if you're able to get over that, you know, the, the two centimetres of text, as I say, you, you really open yourself up to some incredible movies and this is definitely one of them. It's probably one of the best war films I've, I've ever seen and probably the most brutal since like that I've seen since for anyone who knows, it's notoriously one of the most, you know, fucked film of all time called Come and Go, which is a, another war film, um, also foreign. And kind of since like Saving Private Ryan almost, like that was really, I saw that at quite a young age. I haven't really watched it, it recently. It was very but confronting. It was very then. confronting. And this this film is is really, really confronting and it deals with a lot of um, a lot of that aspects. But the, the cinematography was beautiful. Sound design was beautiful. 
Um, I don't really have any any faults to say about it. It was just um, a magnificent movie. And I, I do beg anyone to go see it. I know it's hard because it is a Netflix film, but if you can find a cinema that, that is showing it, I, I beg you to see it because it, it's a film that you want to watch in a cinema similar to as we spoke about on Barbarian. It's not exactly a film you probably want to sit and watch in your on your couch with your, you know, your little sound bar. Like it's definitely um, amplified by, you know, the, the, the speaker, the speakers within a movie, movie theater. And um, it was just beautiful. And I will probably go buy the book and read that. And yeah. um, I did tear up at one moment. It was, um, I said this to, to um, one of my friends, Audie, and who also saw it with us and Daniel after the film that it was, um, its ability to show humanity in like such an inhumane situation as well was something to not kind of take lightly. It was um, really kind of beautiful in that aspect that obviously, you know, the war is such an inhumane thing and, um, you know, like killing people, it's recognised, obviously, you know, you've got situations where they, they kill someone and then recognise, fuck, this is a 17-year-old boy or this is someone with a wife yeah. and a kid and it's... Um, ability to tackle that as well is is um, done really well, which is something in a war film that's quite difficult to do because it's like obviously you're dealing with such a fuck situation and subject where millions of people lost their lives and it's kind of in a blurb at the end of the film. It's like there was millions of people who lost their lives and I think I can't remember what 17 battle. 17 million. Yeah, I can't remember what battle it was and that's one thing that also I really enjoy, not enjoyed because it's, as I said, fuck movie, but... Um, in a lot of war films, they're taken like, you know, you've got Dunkirk 1917 where it's a specific situation and it's like this is the battle of that and it kind of makes it significance whereas all of this is just like it just shows you that there's no significance whatsoever to any of the fighting they're doing. Yeah. In a, in a way, there's no names for the battle. It's all at the end it says this whole situation was basically to fight over literally metres of land within four years of it four years of a time yeah. basically and it's I thought that was really well done where it didn't name any of the battles it didn't do any of that and it just kind of um I know that I watched an interview and the director basically said similar thing is like it's really to kind of show that just everything not necessarily was uh, not meaningless wasn't the wrong right word but um significance like it was just people are losing their lives for just meters of land that not like you know either way and it was just like it's just a repetitive like but, yeah, no, I highly recommend everyone to go watch it. Um, it is probably one of the harder war films to watch, so if you're not good with confronting imagery or gore, violence, anything like yeah. that, it might not necessarily be for you. But um, I think it's a beautiful told story and a beautiful, beautifully um, human story. And um, I think the, the, end, the way the start of the film and the end of the film kind of tie each other up and mirror each other I thought was also beautiful and kind of a, a show of like, um, you know, everyone's just a number really. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. I really, yeah, loved it. And I also loved that there was there was probably a little bit of education to the side of it too that I probably wasn't aware of as in you never hear the side of the, the losers, you never hear their story, you never – Get no, it's all about the winner. Through. It's all about the winner. The winner, every movie that's been made is all about the winner and what that looks like. And to see that they, they didn't want to go to war and they were only human. And they the reality were, is there's no winner. They were farmers or like intellectuals and they all just had to go to it. And they, they didn't win and they lost. Yeah, and it showed all the, the cruelty of the scenario and also what 
um, you know, the Western world also did towards them. And mm. like it, it was a lot of brutal, honest and education. And it was yeah. And I think that's the thing is there's no, there's no real winner in war really. No. Um, and like, you know, you, you obviously see that at the start of the film, like, you know, um, and this is a well-known thing to, to go to war. You kind of looked on very, at the time, like a superstar almost like you go on a fight for your country and you see these boys that are all like 17 years old, ecstatic and pretty fucking soon within three minutes of being there, they realize, you know, this ain't, it's not what, it, it's not what yeah. it's, yeah, it's not what it's taught. And, you know, you, you learn pretty quickly that, you know, your friend might die in front of you, but you've got fucking no time to mourn all of a sudden the gunshots that you like, it's, it's just, um, the way it, yeah, tackled the whole situation was very well done and very, um, human obviously you've still got people who who's you know are survivors today still potentially not from this war but in, in general wars obviously that um you know you kind of need to tackle this subject um relatively in a humane situation so yeah highly recommend this film um probably my favorite of the three we saw this week but um other than that did you have anything you kind of wanted to to talk about no nah, i think we touched on pretty much everything there it was a fantastic film go watch it the other two, watch in your own time. <laughs> Barbarian, I recommend seeing it. Yeah, cinema, yeah. But you've got a couple of weeks to go see that. Um, but other than that, we'll, we'll end it there. We'll be back next week. We have got Black Adam next week. So Ooh. a little bit more of a blockbuster. I don't know what else comes out, but we'll probably have, a, I guess, a pod where we chat about spoilers even. And obviously, being a superhero film, a lot happens. So yeah. um, other than that, we hope you have a good one. And, of course, join us on all pod- major podcasting platforms and uh, visually on YouTube. But other than that, we'll, we'll catch you next week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thank you.